Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Wendy Walker is the author of American Girl, a novel. She is back on the podcast to talk about her latest book. Wendy is also the author of psychological suspense novel, What Remains. Her novels have been translated into 23 foreign languages, topped bestseller lists both nationally and abroad, and have been optioned for television and film. Wendy holds degrees from Brown University and Georgetown Law School. She is a former family law attorney with training in child advocacy and has worked in finance and several areas of the law. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much for coming back on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss your latest American Girl. Congratulations. Thank you. Did the American Girl Doll Company have any issue with the title? <laughs> no. And, you know, I American Girl was after my years as a young girl. So I this the inspiration for the book was really a moment I had listening to the Tom Petty song, American Girl. So that is where the title came from. And then when I started using the hashtag on social media, I realized <laughs> that it was all American girl, like dolls. So yeah. That's okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing, 
dolls, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the moms of the girls buying the dolls who are on social, it's a good audience for them. So it ends up working out perfectly. Yeah. And I only have sons. So I really yeah. have no, no experience with American girls at all. But <laughs> You know, I have, helps. Way too, <laughs> I have way too much experience with American <laughs> girls, dolls, stores, restaurants. Uh, anyway, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, but your novel, which has nothing to do at all with dolls, but does have to do with a girl, not such a young girl, but we do go back to you know when she starts, I think she was four when her mom ran away from her grandparents or I'm not sure how old she was, but we do get to follow her through her life through college, which is wonderful. And well, why don't you take it away? Why don't you tell listeners what the book is about? So um, the book is about a 17-year-old autistic girl named Charlie Hudson, and she lives in a small town in rural Pennsylvania. And she gets sort of caught in the crosshairs when a ruthless business owner who is also her boss at the Triple S Sandwich Shop is found murdered. So it has, um, it takes place only in the span of a few days, but we do get a lot of backstory about Charlie's life. And so it's a mystery who killed Clay Cooper. It's also a thriller because the things that Charlie may or may not know about the murder become valuable to the people who were actually involved in his death. And it's also really a small town drama about all of the people in her life. So she she has a complicated relationship with her mother and her stepfather and her half-brothers and these wonderful relationships with the people at the sandwich shop. And, and the whole story is about her trying to find a way to keep them safe from the people who are after her and possibly after them, and also to keep them uh, from being suspects in the murder because all of them had a reason to want Clay Cooper dead. Um, well, there's definitely a lot in there. I feel like the mother daughter piece of it was so poignant, even just how you write about like the, it's from the daughter's point of view, but she she somehow like knows what the mother is thinking or she knows her mother's like not going to get her out of the shower or touch her because that's going to upset her. And so she tells us that even as the narrator. So you get you almost like get this 360 view of their relationship as it progresses and all that. Yeah. And so what's the reason actually that this story evolved into Charlie being autistic is that yeah. when I started writing it, I knew I wanted it from her point of view. I wanted it to be very interior first person, mm -hmm. present tense. And so I just started writing this teenager and, and she had to have this 360 view, right? So she had to understand all of these people around her, their relationships, how they how they would respond to things, react to things, what their motivations were, how they viewed life. And those are things that a typical 17-year-old just doesn't do. It's not it's not a normal part of uh, of brain development actually for that age. Um and so you know, we started thinking about well why would she have that view? Why would she know what her mother could be thinking and feeling? And why could she, you know, have all of these facts in her head already when this story starts to unfold? She's been analyzing and evaluating all of these people for many years. And she has like this set of rules that she's made about people and human behavior. And then, you know, it just, it just fits so perfectly to make her neurodivergent and have a reason to have to have developed 
these very analytical and sort of front brain skills for understanding people. When naturally, you know, people who are not neurodivergent, who are considered within, you know, the non-divergent, um, <laughs> you know, scope of... Neuro- neurotypical. Neurotypical. Thank you. Yes. It's, <laughs> yes. Who are neurotypical, they, you know, it's more intuitive, right? So the, the way we react to people and respond to people is much more intuitive. We don't generally go around you know, making these, these sort of front brain rules about people and then trying to actually apply them moment to moment when we experience um, new people or new situations. And so it just, so she, she, she became autistic for the, the purpose of being able to tell the story. And then it just opened up this whole amazing world to be able to write in. And of course I had, you know, to be educated in autism and, and we had, you know, sensitivity readers. We had Paige Lale, who's an autism advocate and educator, uh, perform the audiobook and weigh in on how Charlie would, you know, sound and her emotional reactions um, while she's, you know, saying the dialogue that I had written. So many, many layers to make sure that we got it right. So yeah, it it was definitely an evolution, but, but it's interesting you say that because that is where it began was having, was the fact that I was writing all these characters from her point of view. I think this is actually maybe my favorite. I feel like I've read a bunch of your books now, but there's something about this, the first person, the kid following the same person along. I don't know. It's like a different perspective. Yeah. You know, it's very, I wrote it on spec. It was not under contract. It was a struggle actually to convince people in my camp that, that it should see the light of day, even though it was Why? such a great story, but it's not you. It's not, it's too light. It's, you know, it's not, uh, it's too young. It's not twisty enough. And when I, and so that's another reason it ended up at audible because I felt like that was a compromise. Like, okay, well, you know, what if we have it be like a different path for my work that, you know, and find a different audience. And, but then it turned out to be such a gift that it went to Audible because it completely transformed the story and we leaned into the autism. But yeah, I, when I went back and read the first past pages when it went to print, so that was year, you know, a couple years later, just this past year, and I was reading it again for the first time in, you know, probably four years. And I had the same feeling. I was like, oh, wow, like I can write in this other sort of, you know, way. And it's still me and it's still very much my voice and my writing style. But it is it is different. It's not it's the first and only book I've written that is that started with a character and a feeling and like a like just a visceral feeling about life and the trajectory of being a woman from that age to, you know, throughout life. And I wanted to get all of that in a story. And so I built the story to give life to all of those things. So it was a different process. And so a slightly different book, but I added the twists and turns. So I think my happy. Wow. Have you read happiness falls by Angie Kim? I'm halfway through it. Yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, and she, I I loved hearing her speak. And we were actually on a panel together at the Boston Book Festival. And 
the way she describes it is she had this character as well. And she built what she calls like a container, which is the, the mystery of her, of the father missing. So to sort of keep a plot, to give it structure, but really it's a container and a structure to give life to this wonderful character and all of the issues that she wanted to explore in that book. And American Girl was very much the same way. So interesting. Well, I think it's really neat to get inside the head of someone who doesn't think exactly the same way and to see how they categorize the world. And you can look the same, right? Like you wouldn't know if we were all sitting on a bench or something. Yeah, right. But the way that every to experience life so completely differently is is really mind-blowing when you get into a page-by-page account of especially the rules and having to put everything in to a system and predictability and how one thing can throw you off. I mean, things throw me off all the time, but you know, it's not <laughs> like, but to have it, to even have the illusion that life is predictable yeah. is, is a fallacy, you know? So. Yeah. And it, it was, it was really, you know, this moment I was dancing to American girl at a restaurant bar in, in rural Pennsylvania and just having this, it, it sort of brought me back in time to when I was 17 in a very, you know, how songs can do that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and not all the time, but if you're in a, in an environment where you're dancing or you're just not, you know, driving or doing something else, but really able to go where those feelings are taking you. And I just like felt what I remembered what it felt like to be 17 and in high school and be on the brink of everything in my life happening. And then now to be where I'm at and having had some dreams come true, so many dreams not come true, an understanding of life that evolved and the nuances of life and the ironies and the, and just the, the, just the, the richness of, of life, bittersweetness of life. And it was so overwhelming. I don't even have a word for it. I was overwhelmed with just the experience of being a human being and being a woman. And in the bar, the restaurant, there was a cluster of younger women. I think they were probably teenagers and they were all, the girls were all dressed up, their hair, their makeup, the midriff shirts, and they were clustered together. And then there were all these cute boys in the corner playing darts and they were sort of eyeing each other and you could just feel the energy and you could feel the excitement they all had about being out on a Saturday night. And then in the, in the, uh, the bar area where the band was playing and playing a lot of cover bands, older music, probably did not interest those younger people at all, were a, a pretty big, like two or three tables of moms, I I think moms, but but women my age who were out together alone, no men, and they were just chilling, you know? They were just mm-hmm. in their jeans and t-shirts and like just happy to be out with each other for the night and listening to the music. And I just seeing like, wow, like those girls over there are going to be those women in, you know, 25 years and the things that they're going to experience oh my gosh so many things and and yet you can't you know you can't like go back you can't reach those 17 year olds and infuse them with your knowledge they have to live it and experience it and it will probably be different for them so that was this kind of the kind of issues the kinds of issues that i wanted to explore and every woman in american girl was sort of designed to represent a different trajectory so you know, we have our narrator, Charlie, and she is autistic and she wants to get out of Sawyer. She, you know, is trying to do her best to listen to her mother's advice and go to college and not get caught up in love and 
marriage and babies and gets stuck in this town where there's, you know, it's a dead end street economically. And, and then her mother who did get trapped there by getting pregnant at 16 and, and abandoned by the father and feeling so stuck and now trying to like rip out of her daughter, the instincts and the urges to be in love and maybe take those risks because of how her life turned out. And then, you know, in the sandwich shop, every woman in the sandwich shop from Charlie's best friend, Keller, who's madly in love with this beautiful boy from across the road. And, you know, Nora, who's a professional and a loner and, you know, takes pride in her work and Janice who has her four children and her marriage. And she's just kind of a, you know, bundle of nervous energy all the time, just trying to make ends meet. All of those women sort of represent different paths in that women's lives take. Wow. A minute ago, you talked about all your different dreams and, you know, I feel like at this age, I'm many of my friends and I are wrestling sort of with the same thing, right? Like, oh, we've ended up, here's where we are. You know, what dreams of yours do you feel like you have not achieved? Wow. So yeah, I mean, the what actually when I, I actually worked in a sandwich shop. So a lot of the descriptions of the sandwich shop were from my experiences. And by the time I was in high school working in a sandwich shop, I had already lost my childhood dream of being a competitive Olympic figure skater. And I pursued that for many years. I trained out in Colorado for three years alone, like in a dormitory. Um, so it was a big dream. And I were, you know, it wasn't, it was something that I pursued and that my parents supported for many years. And when I gave up at 16, sort of realizing that I wasn't going to make it and having to come to that decision on my own, my parents really didn't want me to quit, but I just knew I could see the writing on the wall and I was trying to make the best decision for me. It was really hard and really painful. And I, I remember that experience very well, but you know, then I, then I found new dreams and I, I can like trace all the different parts of my life, but I, I never stop dreaming. I mean, I have, I have dreams for my kids, but they're really just for them to be happy. Most of my concrete dreams are for myself, my writing career, you know, a, a long relationship with a partner friendships, enduring friendships, of course, at this age, economic stability, you know, just maintaining that, making sure that, you know, that I, I have what I need for the rest of my, my life and, um, to be able to enjoy life. And now actually, I think I'm shifting into, as many of us do into really trying to identify the things I enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and trying to build a life where I have time and resources to do those things. Is there something in particular, you'd like to have more time to do. Yeah. What about you? I mean, you, you're the busiest woman on the planet. So oh, stop. we're also busy. I'm just like, I don't even know what I would do. What would I do? Like watch more TV? Yeah, you know what, I mean? Like, I don't know. Dreams. You've already, you've published a memoir. You've published a novel. No, no, published- no. I just, no, I just mean like, <laughs> what would we add for pleasure? Oh my gosh. Do you have any, I feel like I don't, my, my youngest son went to college last year. And so this is my second year being empty nested. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find out what I like to do. What do mm-hmm. I like to do now at yeah. this age? Because I, I haven't had any hobbies. Last year, the only thing I did was join a gym, which isn't really a hobby. It's just, I instead of like working out in my basement, I actually now go somewhere. And that's just not, you know, that's not good. So I did, I will say like going, I went to Iceland Noir last year and I'm going back in a few weeks. And that experience made me realize that I do actually love to travel even alone or with a friend or with my kids, but to travel in a different way than when my kids were younger, where it was about 
okay, we're going to go to Paris because my kids need to go to Paris and I want them to really see the world and see these, you know, the Eiffel Tower and all, and, you know, experience, you know, local restaurants and all of that. And with an agenda, like a real agenda for my kids. When I went to Iceland, I had a few days just traveling with, with another author, with Jean Kwok, actually. We had- Oh, I love Jean. I know. We had so much fun. We were, it was just, we just- went on these tours and it was just for our own. We weren't, we had, we didn't know what we were supposed to see there. We just wanted to experience it. And that I realized that, that putting yourself in a different environment, whether it's traveling or with new people, it really changes. It throws all of your thinking. It's like, takes it out of the, out of the little runners that they're in and just throws it all up in the air. And then when all the you know beliefs and the thoughts and the feelings sort of come back down, they sometimes settle in different places, and you can get a shift of perspective, and that is really really exhilarating to me. So, yeah, so I think I want to I want to try to build in more experiences like that travel and also new people, you know, just new new things that I haven't already done in my life. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I love that. It's amazing. My my son, the other day, I taught him how to use like the Google Maps where you can like add a location thing. Yeah. So went through and was but ranking all the countries in the world, like where he would want to go. So now it's on a list and he's like, okay, next summer we'll go here. Then I'm like, I'm not going to all these places. Like what do you, anyway, then, then we started cross-referencing them with the safety warning system. So I was like, yeah, these five have to get off our list. And like, maybe we should put this up on the list, but yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It's great. I think it's, and it's so fun to, to, you know, I have my now adult children and, and I'm just, I just love, I love, you know, being with them and spending time with them. It's so different now when we watch, I have a son studying screenwriting. When we watch TV movies, you know, we analyze every piece of dialogue, what could be better, what was great about it, or even the cinematography and the plot. And, you know, just each, each of my sons has like amazing different qualities that I just, it's, they're just so much fun to be with now. So, yeah, I mean that those, 
those things, I don't know. I, I think I keep thinking I want to learn the guitar, but I'm so bad. I'm just so bad. I don't have the patience. I, but I do want that is on my bucket list is to be able to actually play a musical instrument and actually play it and not just, you know, memorize one song, but actually know, just understand it and the chords. I don't know. I don't you know why. Start, you could start with American Girl. I know. I have a little <laughs> challenging, but yes. I, so, and I've watched my kids learn online. I have two sons who've learned to play guitar really well. So that's on my list. I don't know. We'll see. But right now writing, I have, I'm writing, I'm writing all like all day, every day, um, working on new projects and in new mediums too, which is exciting expand. What do you mean? Okay. So yeah. So I have coming out in 2024, hopefully, I think maybe the, the strikes have slowed things down because it's an audio play for audible. So it's, mm-hmm. it's called mad love. And it's kind of, I, I describe it as the Tinder swindler meets dirty John meets the psychological thriller. So it's um, oh. mostly scripted, almost all scripted. And it's going to be about I think four to five hours long listening time. And that's exciting. And I'm going to write another piece for Audible that will be more like American Girl in terms of a novel with some scripted chapters. And that's a different kind of story for me. I can't say too much about it because I haven't even started it yet. Um, (laughs) So yeah, but that's been just so exciting. And then I'm working on a new novel, um, which is also exciting. So hoping, yeah, I mean, I just keep developing stories and finding new ways to tell them you know, and, and spending time with authors is amazing too. And just seeing, you know, the author community is really quite incredible. So. Well, you're always out there supporting everybody else. It's really amazing. They, they, they give it, they give back. It's really, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I feel like I don't know your sons, obviously, but from the time when I interviewed you the first time, it couldn't be that many, what, couple years, but you were talking about writing your first book, like in the back of the minivan or whatever, yes. imagining your kids so little back then. And, and then like, we went to where you didn't want to go out and date because you want to just yeah. hang out with your sons, knowing your time was about to end. And now here we are. And and I'm like, oh my gosh, really? They're both gone. And now I know. they're out of jobs. Like it's, it's right. been such a, yes, you know, it's such crazy. An arc. the arc. Right. I mean, but that's, you know, that, that's, you know, what really, inspired this book because it hits you, right? You go through these experiences and then when something makes you stop and uh, assess where you are and take stock of where you've been and the thoughts and feelings you had, you know, at different stages and then how things actually turned out. And there's like this desire to just like stop every, like somebody stop the world, like stop time. Cause I got to like I got to get my stuff together. Like I got to think this through and figure out how things ended up here, which isn't bad, but different. And is this what I intended? And if not, you know, like, what can I do now to, you know, differently to plan better or, or just make better choices or, or, and then there isn't, you realize there isn't that each stage you've made the best choices you could, you've done the best that you could at the time. And it's just this like, it's really overwhelming in the sense that we're just going to keep moving forward. And in a few years, maybe, you know, we'll speak again and it'll be, someone will be getting married or I don't even know. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that's, that's really good advice, especially for, <laughs> you know, cause you can be so stressed when kids are home and I don't know, having your the perspective is so good. Okay. Now that we've gotten to parenting advice, <laughs> what writing advice can you share uh, with aspiring authors? Oh my gosh. You know, I, 
it's there's so much it's not i i it's it's there's business advice, which I, you know, would save for another conversation. I think it's really important to be smart about the business. Really important to connect with authors. I, I mean, just my book tour in June for What Remains, which was the book that came out before American Girl, and now just, you know, recently with American Girl and visiting your lovely bookshop in Santa Monica mm-hmm. and with, you know, Caroline Kepnes and Janelle Brown. And I'm just spending time with other authors because they have so much advice, writing advice, but also business advice. And I can't stress that strongly enough. And the way that, that especially in the thriller community, suspense community, the support is incredible. And then from there, because I'm not a trained writer, I think the most important thing is to always be building your, your skill set, your toolbox. And so, you know, when you read, read as much as you can in your genre and I try to pay attention to what I what I like. Where am I stopping and getting a little bored or a little, you know, just disinterested? And why? What is it about the story or is it about the way the story is told that has made me sort of stop and pause and not keep turning pages or what is it that is making me read every single word? What is it that is making me not want to leave this book even if it's painful, even if it's uncomfortable, right? So what is keeping me glued to this page and want to turn the pages? And it will be different for every person. I have really good author friends and I'll I'll send a book or, you know, like the manuscript. Oh, I just blurred this book. You have to read it. And they're like, ah, I don't know. I don't, when does it get good? You know, and I'll get a text like, when does this, when does this get good? I'm like, what are you talking about? And then the same thing will happen. So every, everyone is different. And mm-hmm. I think the best thing is to really pay attention to what you want to be writing and and how to write in the how to how to then write the best way that you can for what you want to be writing what you're interested in writing. I love that. Amazing. Wendy, thank you so much. Thanks for coming back. I don't know. I've love I just love your whole successful career watching the whole thing unfold. It's really awesome and I really really enjoyed American Girl and I particularly loved the notion that there are no rules for love. Yes, that's the best rule she has. There are no rules when it comes to love. Yep, and that's exactly right. Yeah, it's the one thing that you can't predict or build anything around, make predictions about. It comes in and it just takes us over. And that's really what is at the core. And actually, the last chapter of this book is my most favorite chapter I've ever written. So it's really um, good. And that rule is what is, is right at the end, so... Thank like you a, so much. A, it was like a goosebump, you know, like a get you get the chills kind of chapter, especially with the last yeah, one. Yeah, it's got a lot of rings perfectly. Yeah, it was it was really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day, Wendy. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.